0: I'm Carrie Brett, and this is Shot at Love. Today's guest is legendary event planner, AJ Williams, the owner of AJ Events and one of the most influential event planners in Boston. When the event industry shut down during the pandemic, AJ knew how to pivot. In fact, she continued to raise millions for charities virtually. The challenges she faced did not stop her when it came to her professional career or in love. In this week's episode, AJ will discuss how important it is to have confidence in your abilities, why a can-do attitude is a must, and why being resilient is crucial in any success. When we come back, AJ will share the most valuable lessons she learned while dating, why you should date all types of people, because sometimes it's the most unlikely pair that works out. You won't want to miss it, so stay tuned. With over 25 years of experience, AJ Williams is the creative visionary behind AJ Events. Her work is ambitious and often unconventional. AJ Masterminds cutting-edge experiences for corporate and private events, while being recognized as the top event producers of the year by BizBash and BizBash Top 500, top event planning companies by the Boston Business Journal and the Boston Herald's Top 10 Event Planners. AJ executes press-worthy fundraisers with celebrities like Jennifer Hudson, Earth, Wind, and Fire. Queen Latifah, President Clinton, Michael McDonald, Vanessa Williams, The Eagles, Run DMC, and Jimmy Fallon's The Roots, to name a few. She's worked in publishing, catering, fashion, and marketing. Some fun facts about AJ, she was a contestant on the second season of MasterChef, was runner-up for Miss Massachusetts Teen under Aaron Bartlett, who's married to Oliver Hudson, and Miss Massachusetts USA runner-up to the famed Maria Menounos. But most importantly to me, this insanely talented person is also my dear friend. Welcome to Shot at Love,
1: A.J. Williams. Yo, 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 baby pops. <laughs> oh, A.J., so, so glad to have you here. I'm so
0: happy to be here. This is so fun. I need to interview more friends of mine. I don't know why I don't. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Who was A.J. Williams before all
1: of this success? Well, uh, uh, I guess... Back in high school, I was um, a party planner. My high school yearbook dubs me as Julie McCoy from The Love Boat, literally. Mm. And you know, I'm just a fun-spirited, happy-go-lucky, always wanna create high energy and, and great vibes for everybody and include everyone. That's me in a nutshell. That is
0: you. And so much of the success of the events that you do is all about the energy. So you were not raised in Boston. You were raised in Kingston,
1: Jamaica. What was that like? Yes, I was born in Kingston, Jamaica, and um came here and I was about um nine ten and I don't know I just really didn't have the traditional um upbringing when I was there um with, lived with my mom and then my mom left um Jamaica to bring us into the country and then I was living with my my dad in the meantime. And then um, she, one day, about a year later, she came back, scooped us up, and brought us to America. And that was, a uh, 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 it, it feels like yesterday, even though it was a long, 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 long time ago, over 30 years. But yeah, it was a very, very um, memorable experience. I bet.
0: And that was when you were coming to America. (laughs) AJ!
1: (laughs) Here I come, America. (laughs) Now,
0: I want to talk about the success that you've built. And you did this all by yourself. Mm -hmm. And I want to, in this episode, also compare the things that you see at events, what makes an event successful, and I think they're the same things that work when finding love, and you know how to throw a great bash. In fact, you've perfected it. What do you think a big part of your success is as an event planner?
1: Well, I always try to separate myself or my events differently than the rest of the pack, and I think that is the key to my success and the events that I I execute. Um, So I'm always looking for that one thing, um, that conversational moment that creates energy, um, lures people to come, increases fundraising, and um, better attendees to raise their paddles during a fundraising event, and really just to like create that excitement and um, make sure that the event is quote-unquote epic. It's really about providing the most engaging experience during the event, and that's what separates our events from the rest.
0: Right. Well, you're memorable and so that is the key when you're dating are you memorable do you bring your a-game are you fun and easy to be around and are you comfortable on that date and at your event you have everything you need you just you always have that engagement I heard you tell a story the other night, someone said, I love that event because they had that signature drink. And you said, Oh, that that drinks my idea. And (laughs) and you said, because I've got to get them liquored up before they start bidding. And I was like, this is so good. (laughs) So it's all about how you make people feel at -hmm. your events. And that is the same thing. Are you a good listener? Are you really listening to them? Are you present on the date? So this didn't fall out of the sky, your success. And you went through a lot when you started your business in Boston, and you got knocked down a ton. Mm-hmm. And I was right there alongside you, also hustling on Newbury Street, and I watched you build your empire that you have today. What would your advice be for someone who has an idea, trying to become successful, but is ready to
1: quit? Well, you really have to reassess, and I think twenty what what 2020 and the COVID-19 um pandemic really really um, made everybody think about what they were doing with their lives what they were doing with their careers it really made um, you really at that moment you really just need to reassess what you're doing if you're thinking about not moving forward and what you can do that makes you um, very very successful and if you can take that what you do really, well, really, really well, and make sure it's something that is a must-have, um, and then build on that. I think that's what you should do to move forward.
0: Okay. So, did you find you had to redirect a lot uh,
1: during the nine during the COVID nineteen pandemic? We knew that we needed to um, reassess what we what we were going to be doing because. Come March of 2020, that was a very, very frightening um, moment for a lot of people, most everyone. And then um, in our industry for, um, for events, there were a lot of cancellations, people were moving and shifting, and then the virtual event came on board, um, you know, those recorded, pre-recorded events for um, nonprofits. We did a lot of research. We watched a a lot of virtual events. And um, I just knew that that is something I didn't want to move forward with. So I thought, how can I provide an engaging experience, the most um, like experience pre-pandemic, because that's what sells and that's what um, ensures success for nonprofits. That's how you raise dollars. And with this stagnant pre-recorded event, I knew that we couldn't raise dollars the same way we we could pre-pandemic. So how I thought, okay, how am I going to do this? So I just thought of ways that we could ensure that the event was like you were present in the ballroom, like you were still there. So we 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 met with um, our audiovisual um, partners and came up with these live broadcasts. We thought we were going to be doing um, the telethons and that would be the way to go, but it still wasn't as engaging as um, a live broadcast show. So that was our virtual um, component, our virtual, our virtual model, I should say, for um, moving forward with with um, events during uh, 2020 and 2021. Right. And it it. It proved to be extremely successful from the first event we executed. And then we just kept that model for all of our events. And then other companies heard about what we were doing. And we were on fire last year in 2020. So we had new clients that came on board because they wanted the same. If they watched that event Um, virtually, they said, okay, (laughs) we need to get our event on board um, just like that. And they called us, hired us. And we executed it for them. So, the fall of 2020 and all of 2021 were—it was just so insanely busy. And we raised, if not the same, for a lot of nonprofits, we raised more than pre-pandemic. It was crazy how much how much we were we were doing. And we came up with these um, party in the boxes. You know, we still charge dollars. we We for most of the event we charge the same. Just me or maybe just a little bit under because we created the value for those um, for those events. We gave them the same experience just from the comfort of their homes or offices. Right. And right. it worked. They yeah. could invite their squads, their, you know, their their family and close friends to watch together. Um, we delivered cocktails and wine and a three course dinner and a, par- a, a branded party in the box with party favors. It was amazing. Yeah. People loved it. So that's what people are doing on these virtual dates.
0: They order, they have food delivered to the other person. They make a signature cocktail Mm -hmm. to go and have this virtual date. Yes. And I think it's in those efforts. It's like, I care about this date. I care, even though we're not meeting in person, we're meeting virtually. But let's make it a big deal. Let's just put our, put the effort in.
1: Yeah. And that's great. People can connect while they're on Zoom that way and uh it's it's a really re- great way to engage with each other
0: that's nice so when you produce these pressworthy events you have to create this experience like you said because the better the time the better the exposure and then there's more profits do you think it's your out-of-the-box thinking
1: that separates you we're very, very thoughtful about the process. So I think that what separates us is is just that we're thoughtful about our process. We don't um, cookie cutter cookie cutter our events at all. Um, we're just very, very strategic. We call it it's what we call event strategy. We we um, look inside that box so we can creatively and strategically think outside of the box for our clients to ensure that they're. Um, Raising and increasing dollars, um, and we provide the best components that are going to lure. We we basically call it, what are those components where we can dangle that carrot right. <laughs> to ensure that people are coming? Um, it, we're we're increasing our sponsorships before doors open, and then how can we raise as much dollars, you know, in the room? And then with that, you have to provide that the a really great experience when they when they're experiencing the event because. Um, that all leads to. It's kind of like a science. It's all cho- choreography and chemistry. All of that leads to uh, increased dollars for the event, and then ensuring that the attendees are provided with the best overall experience. So
0: it's a lot of it's in your planning too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I know one of the main things that hooked me when I was dating started dating my boyfriend was he would plan these in, like amazing dates. And it wouldn't be just, let's meet at a bar. We would walk somewhere, you know, walk through the public garden, and we would go salsa dancing. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I mean, he had activities. So the activities gave us something to do, and it brought us closer together. And, and I never knew what wild experience he would c- come up with before the date. And it was ex- exciting. And I think that's one thing that people, they don't put the effort in. And I think that's a mistake. So we've talked about how you built your career. Let's talk about what was going on privately behind the scenes <laughs> at these magical events. Oh, here we go. <laughs> what was dating like for you as you rose through the ranks?
1: So um, you know, I, I've dated a lot <laughs> um, and uh, f- and found love. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm actually December eighth is our. 10-year anniversary, but before I found love with, with the person I'm with now, um, I dated and I dated, and I, I I said to myself, there's something wrong here. So what I did was, and I would suggest that anyone that's having a tough time finding love, that they just throw out what they know about what they're looking for, just throw it out, their ideal, what they think of their ideal man or woman is and start from scratch and um, date who you wouldn't a person you would never even consider um, and and just keep dating and I say to do that because I think it's a really really awesome way to find out what you love about a person um, what your must-haves are what you can't live without And what completely annoys the shit out of you. (laughs) Right, right. You know, so it just confirms what you think you know. And, um, you know, I, I found the best guy because I was like, okay, I thought I knew what I was looking for, but I really didn't. Right. So you talk about these characteristics
0: when finding love and some things you can live with and some things you can't live without. And you mentioned, like, um, if a person goes to bed early and you like to be out late, it's not going to work. Mm-hmm. What are some non-negotiables you could tell the listeners to look out for?
1: I think the non-negotiables are definitely have to do with lifestyle in that case. Like if I, you know, when I dated someone that had to be, had to go out at five o'clock to go to a restaurant, I'm like, that's not right for me, you know. I like to go out at eight, <laughs> right. you know, um, have dinner at eight and, and um I don't wanna be in bed at, at eight o'clock. So, you know, the, the it's it's really the lifestyle, um, and because that that's how you're gonna enjoy each other, right? Right. You know, if you want to, you know, go away on the weekends, um, and that person wants is a homebody and they just wanna like relax and, and you know, do yoga at home, or is a you know loves to play games, and that's not for you. You know, that's that's a, a lifestyle issue, and I think that um, when you vibe together um, socially, you'll enjoy each other more. Um, I think that's really you know the, the the most important element. Okay, and then also having that warm fuzzy feeling where. You know, when you just, like, touch that person, you just feel like heaven, (laughs) or that person's your home. I think, you know, just look for those as well. Right. So
0: look for John.
1: Look for for John. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Look for someone like John. So talk to me about finding love with your fiancé, John. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh.
1: What do you want me to say? (laughs) Okay, so I'll start with, I met him 14 years ago. It took him four years to ask me out, okay? Oh, my God. Because uh- <laughs> as he says, quote, unquote, he thought I was expensive. <laughs> you are. You are, though. <laughs> and and he thought that I was um um like unapproachable, you know, like uh You? Yeah. Me. <laughs> you know? That's funny. He's like yeah. I would see you out in Boston and Nantucket with your girl with my girlfriends and he's you no, know, he's like you and your hoarded toities.
0: <laughs> he's so like I,
1: I just didn't feel like I could, you know, come up to you. Interesting. You know, so which which I hear a lot. Like when girls travel in packs, yeah. people are in, guys are intimidated by that.
0: Right. You know? Well you know, I will say this about you. Now, I've worked for you for many of your big events. And you do hold that... Um, I do too. I have to. Because if you hire me, I'm going to get the job done. Yeah, yeah. So you're... So tell me what I there hold. There is... What do I hold, y- you <laughs> You hold this command mm-hmm. within the room that you need to be successful as an event planner. And you are... All business. Mm -hmm. When you go to work, oh yeah, you are. So Mm -hmm. there is a lot of. um, I mean, you're not. You are. I learned so much in my research about you. I mean, we just watched season two of (laughs) Nash Shav. I mean, so much I did not know about you. I I don't know how that is. We've known each other for a long, 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 long time. How great would it be to find the love of your life? The man of your dreams. Do you believe online dating would work if you had the right tools to be successful? Well, I have exciting news. I've created your best shot at love masterclass. I cannot wait to share with you what's worked for me in my life and for many of my clients that have helped over the years. If you enroll in this class, you have a winning mindset and believe in getting help before you start something new. If you're ready to see changes in your dating life and want to take action, check out my free webinar at shotatlove.co. If you decide you're going to choose another path that you're worth it and you're willing to enroll in the masterclass, you can also register at shotatlove.co. I designed this masterclass specifically for you to be successful. Please know that everything you're going to learn in these nine modules and six coaching calls has been carefully curated for you so you can gain the success you truly want. I will be there for you the whole time. In the meantime, I wish you all the success and I can't wait to hear about your story of finding love. I'm Carrie Brett and I will be your mentor and friend through this incredible journey. So I can see why he would say that, and I think that's why it's important to let go of judgments. That's one of your things that you say, like, let go of judgments of who you think a person is.
1: Right, right. So, and when I when I when when that four-year moment came about, I was out with my friend um, Ivanka, and I knew about this um, party, and uh, we were at Girl 23. This is also an important tip, too. So we were out. We were a little bit lit. I said, she said, where are we going to go next? And I said, oh, I know this cougar party, (laughs) although we weren't cougars, um, that we can go to. It's just, you know, a block away. So we go to this party. And who's there? This guy, John, that I've been, like, kind of flipping my hair back for the past four years. So He's there. I'm at the bar, he comes up next to me, and I turned over to him and I said, so what's your deal anyway? Are you going to ask me out or what? (laughs) And he looked me up and down and he said, sure. So that's another tip. Don't wait for them to ask you out because I could still be waiting for him. Men know what they like,
0: Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. They know right away. And then they pursue until they lock it down. Right. Right. So you'll know that, how serious a man is about you. If you don't know, keep dating. Right. Right. Absolutely. And so, again, that goes to what I was saying earlier about how you hold your value. You held your value in business, and then you did personally. Mm -hmm. And so people, unfortunately, a lot of people give their value or hand over the power to another person. And a lot of the times it's somebody who never measured up in the first place. So so the two of you just hit it off and vibed well together. What do you think the key
1: is to your happiness? I laugh a lot. He makes me laugh a lot. And he just he's a he's extremely supportive. I'm supportive of him. We're just really we're best friends. You know, and yeah. we're two pizza pod, and you know, it's we have like this amazing connection, and um, you know, and I love being fuzzy with him. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, for me, doing events, having so much equipment to set up for shoots and all of that physical labor that goes into both of our jobs, to be with you after events and watching him loading up the car or going back and making the next day to get all the equipment fun. You know, he'll take you to brunch mm-hmm. or like, he makes even the hard duties fun. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't just put it all on you. He's got multiple jobs, companies. Yep, yep. He's got tons of things, but you're, you're a team. <laughs> we are a team. You know, and that's that support. I could not be doing this podcast or do all the extra things I do aside from my studio if I didn't have that support because I've done, I've done things without that support and definitely look for that support because Mm -hmm. it's key. If you're an entrepreneur and being successful is important to you, that person has to value what you value. Absolutely. A hundred (laughs) percent. So I mentioned earlier, sometimes it's the most unlikely pair. And you joke that you two are like frickin' frack, which cracks me
1: up. <laughs> uh, how would you describe the two of you? We have, like, I don't know. When when people see us, they're like, we would, we would, I would never think that you two would be together. But um, I can't see us not together. Right. One. But um, we have, like, this um, really, really funny relationship you know we like we make fun of each other like I call him chooch you know he calls me what does he call me uh ding dong (laughs) (laughs) ding dong ding dong you know and you know we 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 poke fun at each other all the time and we we just make each other laugh you know We we bicker at each other all the time, which is you know the freaking fact that I was telling you about. But it's comical, and when people hear it, they're like, "Oh my god, you guys, you two crack me up," you know. And then we we laugh it off, you know. And that that's just like the like part of our our the character in our relationship. Like John takes
0: longer to get ready than you. Oh
1: my god, he takes an hour, and I don't know what he like. Seriously, he he. He And by the way, my guy looks like John Bon Jovi. Oh yeah, oh yeah. (laughs) He is like hair like oh, the hair the bon jovi hair the jump bon jovi hair and and you know he the just rocker like, build
0: <laughs> oh yeah
1: oh my god
0: you the know? hair and the jacket oh my god we it's i love how he dresses i mean he makes a grand entrance yeah and i think you know we were watching the master chef last night and and my boyfriend, Scott, is so obsessed with cooking shows. Like, he was just, like, going crazy. There she is again. There she is again. There's AJ. And I said, Scott, if you watch all these top chefs and master chefs, you know, you didn't remember, like, you would have remembered AJ. And he said, I would have, because nobody forgets AJ. Aww. And I thought that was so nice. Now... When I, aside from the Bon Jovi reference, so any of our friends who are listening to this are going to be
1: (laughs) crying laughing at home. (laughs) Um, And the the amount of times that we have been out where people come up to him and ask for his autograph. I'm sure. Oh, my God.
0: (laughs) Wow, that's amazing. Even
1: even like last week, someone said, because he had his fire shirt on, and he said, oh, this woman came up to us and she said, you know... I like the disguise.
0: (laughs) I didn't know John Bon Jovi was a firefighter? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. So now, if I were to describe John, I see a man who loves you, can't get enough of you, and has a tremendous amount of respect and admiration for you.
1: What do you appreciate the most about him? I um, appreciate so much. I mean, I don't even know how to put it into even just a few words. There's so many things I appreciate about this man. Um, I appreciate his love, his friendship, his support, his understanding um, and you know, everything.
0: Now you and John, it's so nice. Can't wait for your wedding. (laughs) (laughs) Me too. (laughs) I can't wait. I'll be crying in the corner. Um, Now you and John came from two different parts of the world. John is a Boston boy.
1: The Medford. MedFed.
0: Medford. I can't even say it right. Medfa. Medfa. <laughs> Medford, to be exact. <laughs> and like, you, meant, like we mentioned earlier, you're from Kingston, Jamaica. What is the biggest challenge you've had to overcome being in an interracial relationship, would you say?
1: Oh, uh, I mean, there are a lot of challenges uh, with that. Um, um, I think we handle the stereotypes very, very well. And, um, But I, I think the most challenging is that people poke and probe and ask a lot of questions about the stability of our relationship, and they question the stability of our, our relationship. Because, you know, I'm African-American and he is not. And, um, people think that people should be together that look like they are the same. And, um, and I used to have that same mentality too, but I threw out everything I thought I knew about what I was looking for. And when I did that, I found this great person, um... And that's what I say to people all the time. You know, he's just a person that I vibe with 110%, and we're good together. So don't fight it. <laughs> right, right. So what what is the best part of you two
0: joining together from different backgrounds? Or have you been together for so long that you
1: forget? You know, the, the, that's a really important. I think the most important one of the most important things that, um, I celebrate being with an Irish man from Medford is that I can bring culture to him and to his family and friends. And, um, like last, a couple years ago, Thanksgiving, we always bring a, a, a smaller Turkey, um, in addition to the, the hosted Turkey. And I thought I would shake it up one year and I brought a a <laughs> jamaican jerked turkey and everyone loved it
0: oh that's awesome they thought
1: they weren't gonna love it but they loved it so it's just about um it you know you a lot of people need to be educated and when or, or experience different cultures and once they do they do fall in love that's nice you know so that's that's the one thing i'm i i celebrate for us
0: oh that's so nice Oh, I mean, how could they not love it? You were on MasterChef season two, <laughs> so if you haven't seen it, <laughs> go back and watch her. I was so <laughs> proud. But everything that you do, you do so well. Um, you're just, it's so talented. And as an artist myself and someone who, who loves the fine detail mm-hmm. and the effort that goes into it, I really admire your career and your talent. And some of the best things about you is your heart, how honest you are, And you always tell it straight up, and you are such a loyal friend. You're fiercely competitive and work really hard. If I was going to describe one word to describe you, I would say resilient. Mm -hmm.
1: How important is it to be resilient when finding love? I think it's extremely important. Um, It's extremely important, and it's also important to let go at the same time. So I think it's important to um, hold true to what you believe in. And sometimes it's also important just to let it all go at times to find that right person.
0: Right. Just trust the process. Just
1: Just trust the process. That
0: it's going to work out. That's
1: right. That's right.
0: So my last question, if you had to do any part of your life all over again, whether it was building a business or the struggles that you had dating and then finding love to end up here where you know going to have this fabulous wedding and building a new house. Like you have so many things that you have now that you can enjoy because you have worked so hard. Is there anything that you would do differently or change? Um,
1: career-wise, I would have just, I wouldn't have, there are, I wouldn't have listened to a couple people um, in my path to success. Um, that's the one thing that I would change. And I would just, I would have celebrated my badass self a little bit earlier in the stage of my career, to be honest with you, um, rather than just sit back. <laughs> mm. um, um, and then uh Personally, I would have asked John, you know, four years before, um, you know, why aren't you asking me out? (laughs) So I could have had this relationship 14 years ago rather than 10. Um, So that's what I would have, uh, that's, you know, I guess that's the one thing I would have changed.
0: But maybe you had to become more fierce in your confidence and your belief in yourself and then like you said that badass like you celebrated that yeah yeah so people don't know you like I know you and even though you are immensely talented you're pretty humble and there is a side of you that is quiet
1: mm-hmm.
0: that you do sit back a little bit
1: mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> which is interesting to me because if You go and work for you at an event, you see a totally different side. Absolutely. But there is a sweetness to you. But I think it's important, like, use your voice Mm -hmm. and believe in yourself and believe in your talents and your abilities. And you have it. You always had what it took. But I think when you're younger.
1: Yeah. You just hold back a little bit. Yeah. So don't hold back. So don't hold back. And I have to say to Carrie that I think you are equally just as badass as I am. Like I, I'm a huge, I'm a fan of yours as well, a huge fan. So yeah. I just have to say that. Love you yeah. to the moon. Thank
0: you so much. <laughs> I love you too. And I was saying to you earlier, I could not have done what I, I could not have gotten to the other side of heartbreak without my girlfriends. Mm-hmm. I couldn't, and I didn't have. She, this podcast to listen to or any podcast or any self-help book when it came to overcoming heartbreak or finding love online or using Tinder. And that's why I created this show because I'm so grateful to the friends who carried me literally as angels on earth to the other side. So thank you, AJ, for being my friend. (laughs) Honestly, I, I feel so grateful for you're always there when i need you and you've seen me you know bawling at whatever time and <laughs> <laughs> and we can't do it without each other i'm telling you so the key to 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 you aj your work life balance is you, I just heard this in my research on Raven's <laughs> podcast, but you would love to be found with a drink in hand.
1: I do, I do.
0: And you love to work hard and play hard. So let's I wrap do, up I this do. episode so we can continue this Friendsgiving celebration. Yes. <laughs> now, where can people find out more about you and AJ Events?
1: They can find me online. My website is ajwevents.com and they can find me on social media. And my handle is events. On all social media platforms.
0: Awesome. You'll be blown away by what you see on her Instagram. Instagram. Amazing talent. Thanks again. And for now, this week's Shot at Love dating tips, which are inspired by my guest and friend, AJ Williams. Number one, date all types of people and be open to the unexpected while letting go of what you think you want in another person. Number two, Sometimes it's the most unlikely pair that works best. If you're Frick, look for Frack. Number three, look for a John. Someone who can't get enough for you and has a tremendous amount of admiration and respect for you personally as well as professionally. I hope you found some of my tips helpful this week. This is what Shot at Love is here for, to help you find love keep up the commitment to yourself and commit to helping someone else by sharing this podcast remember to stay safe and stay tuned for more episodes and if you like this show please subscribe and leave a five-star review i'm carrie brett and we'll see you next time